So a dream is a form of a vision that you have at night. You have visions in the daytime. You have dreams at night. They're one and the same, essentially. Okay? So a dream is a vision of the night, and a vision is a dream of the day. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Daniel saw dream and visions in his mind as he lay on his bed. Then he wrote them down and related the following summary of it. Verse 2. Daniel said, I was looking, underline, I was looking in my vision in the night. And behold, four winds uh, stirred, beasts, lion, eagle. He saw all this stuff. Then in verse 6, after this, I kept looking, underline, I kept looking. You see, the more he looked, the more he saw. Verse 7, after this, I kept looking. Underline, I kept looking in the night visions. In other words, every time he looked, he saw more and he saw more because he was looking in the vision. Verse 9, I kept looking. Underline, I kept looking until thrones were set up and the Ancient of Days took his seat. Now, who's that? That's God the Father. And his vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. Now, where's Daniel? He's in the throne room. Did he start out there? He started out in a vision, seeing the wind and birds and bees and trees and butterflies. But he kept looking. And the more he looked, the more he saw. He was looking in the vision, and the more he kept looking, the more began to unfold to him. Verse 10, a river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. Who's that? Angels. They were all around him. Did Daniel see God? Did Daniel see angels? Did he see him with his natural physical eye? He saw him with the eye of his spirit. He saw him with his sanctified imagination, the imagery of his mind in a vision. The court sat and the books were open. Verse 11, then I kept looking. Underline, I kept, I don't know about you, but I think I'd have quit looking by now. But he didn't. He kept looking. Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words with the horn of speaking. I kept looking twice in one verse. I underline them both. I kept looking. I kept looking. Verse 13, I kept looking. Underline, I kept looking in the night visions. And behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. Who's that? Jesus. And he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him. He kept looking and he kept looking and he kept looking and he saw God, the Father, the ancient of days. He saw thousands upon thousands of angels all around God, the Father, and he kept looking and then he saw Jesus coming up and Jesus being presented before God, the Father. They don't get any better than that. He kept looking and the more he looked, the more he saw. Down in verse 15. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me, and the visions in my mind or my head kept alarming me. 
I approached one of those who were standing by. Now, who's he talking about? Angel. And began asking him the exact meaning of all these things. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Now, that went all the way down, clear down to verse 28. At this point, the revelation ended. Okay, chapter 8. We're almost through. Chapter 8, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, the king, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, subsequent to the one which appeared to me previously. Okay, notice he had that other one. Now he's fixing to have another one. You all know what fixing means. <clears throat> okay, verse 2. I looked in the vision. Underline, I looked. I looked in the vision and while I was looking, underline, I was looking, whoops, there's me. I was in the citadel of Susa. He saw himself this time. Have you seen yourself in a dream or in a vision? Is there any difference in you seeing yourself in a dream or a vision or Daniel seeing himself in a dream or a vision? There's no difference. None whatsoever. It's the same spirit. It's the same mechanism. It's the same imagery. It's the sanctified imagination that you've got that Daniel had. He was looking. I was in the city of Susa, which is in the province of Elam, and, and, and I looked in the vision. Underline, I looked. There it is again. I looked in the vision, and I myself was beside the canal. <laughs> okay. He saw himself first. He was in the, city, the citadel of Susa. And now, all of a sudden, he's over here by this canal. I'm not going to say the name of it again. He said, I myself was beside the canal. And he said, then I lifted my eyes and looked. Okay, he, so he sees himself in this, in this vision. Okay. And he said, I lifted my eyes and looked. Okay, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. This is what Daniel said. He said, because he sees himself and he's in the vision. He's looking in the vision. He said, I lifted my eyes and looked. Are you with me? Does that what he said he did? He was in a vision, but he kept looking around in the vision. And the more he looked, the more he saw. The more it kept unfolding. Listen, God's got this great, big, huge picture. And we've got this little, tiny, little bitty screen over in the corner. And we think that all we've seen and all we've experienced is right there on our little screen. But I want to tell you something. God's got so much more. And the more that you look in that little screen through that little, that little bitty pinhole right there into the spirit realm, the more you keep looking in there, the more you're going to see, the more it's going to expand. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, just exactly like Daniel. You know, when you used to rent videos, <laughs> you know, those VHS things? Does anybody remember, you know, when, remember those? <laughs> Seems like it's a million years ago, doesn't it? It wasn't that long ago, actually. <clears throat> okay, you could rent, you could get it in one of two formats. You could get it widescreen or you could get it square screen because most of the TVs then were square. They're not like they are now. Most of them were square. Okay, so if you watched it in the square screen version on your TV, you only see the main characters right? If you choose to put it on the widescreen version, it's black across the top and it's black across the bottom and it's all stretched out across there. It's smaller, but you can see a much broader horizon. 
But in most cases, though, you're still only looking at the main character. You're not really looking at all this other stuff going on around. Is stuff going on around outside of that? Yes, it is. There's all kinds of other stuff going on. So if you're looking at the square screen and you think that's all there is to it, that ain't all there is to it. And that ain't all it is to what you've been seeing in the Spirit. We're looking in this little square screen, and God's got this big panoramic screen. And the more we look, and the more we look around in there, the more we're going to see. The first time I did this was quite some time ago. I was, I was, the presence of God was all over me. I was just in his presence. It was just like, it was just, whoa. It was incredible. And, then I, and I, saw, I saw the Lord standing right next to me. And the way I saw him, I saw him as a blurry figure, kind of like the way the guy described in the email. It was like he was a blurry figure, but I knew that was Jesus. You know how you know that you know? It's spirit to spirit. There was a connection there. I knew that was Jesus. And so I really felt impressed of the spirit to focus on him and to keep looking. I had never done this before because before I think, whoa, cool, that's Jesus. End of story. But I thought, wait a minute. And so I kept looking and I kept focusing on it. And the more I focused on him, the more clear he became. And I started looking around and I looked down and we were standing together on a path. And then we started walking down this path. On the right side of Jesus was this white, fluffy little dog, just a real playful dog, just frolicking along beside us. And I looked on the other side of that, and there were all these beautiful flowers. I mean, just incredibly beautiful flowers, bushes with flowers on them. There were these trees, looked like those uh, willow trees or something, you know, just kind of these just real flowing kind of trees that were just covered in flowers. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. We walked along, we walked along the side of this river, we walked around to the edge, and it was a waterfall, we walked around to the base of the waterfall, we stood back and looked up at this waterfall coming down, we kept walking down, we walked a distance, he stopped, he turned to me, and then he began to speak to me. I would have missed every bit of that if I would have stopped when I saw that blurry figure and thought, oh, that's Jesus, that's cool. I kept looking. I did exactly what Daniel did. I kept looking and I kept looking and the more I looked, the more I saw and the more it began to unfold what God was doing. And you know what? I honestly, I thought, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, when Jesus walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the garden, that's what it felt like. It, it felt like, wow, you know, because I had never seen stuff that beautiful here on the earth. It was incredible, brilliant, bright, just beautiful stuff you can't even describe what it was and it was like it was like God just took me there to walk in that garden alone with him and then he began to speak to me now got some now let me ask you a question <clears throat> did Daniel see angels did he see God did he see Jesus yes but he didn't see him with his natural physical eye. And so our mindset is that, well, he really didn't see God. He really didn't see Jesus. He really didn't see an angel. Well, why did God put it in the Bible? I think it's pretty significant, don't you? He 
He saw God. He saw Jesus. He saw angels. Do you know what? Encounters with God, encounters with Jesus, encounters with angels, and visions or dreams and, and, and on the screen of our mind and our sanctified imagination is a real supernatural encounter exactly like Daniel. It's a spiritual encounter with the Lord. There is no difference in what you're experiencing and what Daniel experienced. It's the same thing. You're having these experiences, but we write them off. We say, yeah, well, but, you know, that's just, that's just me. <laughs> Let me ask you, what was the, the first, <coughs> excuse me, the first time that you ever spoke in tongues? What was the first thought that came to your mind? Talk to me. It's me. I'm making it up. Right? How many? You know what I'm talking about. Okay. That's how you know you're talking in tongues. <clears throat> now, <laughs> why, why was the first thought that came to your mind, well, that was just me. I'm just making that up. That was just, I was just imagining that. That's not God. That doesn't sound like somebody else. That, I'm just babbling. I'm just, that's just me. I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Why was that the first thought that came to your mind? Because the devil doesn't want you speaking in tongues. Because he knows that when you speak in tongues, he loses his grip over your life. The Bible says that when you speak in tongues, you're not speaking to men, but to God. The devil doesn't want you doing that. The Bible says that when you're speaking in tongues, you're building yourself up. You're edifying yourself. You're charging your spiritual battery. And the devil doesn't want you doing that. So he's going to try to rob you of that blessing before it has time to take root. Before you actually believe that's what was happening. Are you with me? Now, okay, I'll give you another illustration. You're standing there worshiping God. This is, I mean, God's just all over the place. You're just, oh, just how wonderful. All of a sudden, you feel a hand on your head or your shoulder or your back, and you look, and nobody's there. How many of you experienced that? Raise your hand. Okay, look at, look at this. Okay, put your hands down. You're standing there worshiping God, and all of a sudden, you feel a gust of wind blow by, like somebody just ran by you. You open your eyes, and nobody's there. Raise your hand. Put your hands down. You're standing there worshiping God, and all of a sudden you feel heat. It's like heat just starts coming out of a certain part, whatever, and, and it's not a hot flash. <clears throat> how, how many? Okay. Now, what was the first thought that came to your mind when you felt the wind, the touch, or the heat? You thought, well, I'm losing my mind. I'm crazy. Now, I, that was just my imagination. I'm just making that up. That was just me. I'm not going to tell anybody because they're going to think I'm crazy. Right? Why did the devil try to stop you and prevent you from realizing that that was your angel? Your angel is manifesting himself to you for a specific reason. So that you know you are not alone. Hebrews 1.7 mentions two of the manifestations of angels as wind and fire. That they manifest themselves as wind and fire. The wind, the fire, the heat. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Wind and fire. Whoa. You think that upper room was full of angels? I would think so. I would think so. Okay? That's how they, they, that's how they manifest themselves. Well, the devil doesn't want you to know that you're not alone. He doesn't want you to know that your angel is right there to co-labor with you, 
to do the works of Jesus right there with you. He doesn't want you to experience any of the supernatural stuff. And that's why some of you, when we're talking about all this stuff, you're going tilt. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Solzhenitsyn said that, said, he said something like this, that truth, the first time that you encounter truth, that it's always perceived as negative. Until you really look into it, you really start... Listen, I had to unlearn and relearn all that stuff I was taught. And there was a process that I had to go through to get to that place. We're all in transition. We're all learning to move in the spirit realm. Did you know the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Okay. If you're normal, you spend at least 90% of your time trying to overcome the flesh. We're battling the flesh. We're taking authority over the flesh. And through the arm of the flesh, using fleshly methods, we're trying to conquer the flesh. And we still deal with the same issues over and over and over and over. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the Our focus is on the wrong thing. We're trying to oh, so hard to overcome the flesh and we're not building our spirit. When we learn what the Spirit of God is and what the Spirit of God is saying, what the Spirit of God is doing, we participate in the things. It's connecting spirit to spirit, our spirit with His Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, okay? Look it up. That's your homework. It's, it's that connection spirit to spirit. We worship Him in spirit. He is spirit. We connect with Him in spirit. When we develop the spirit and we learn to walk in the spirit, that other stuff is not an issue anymore. So, God is saying, let's put our focus on the things of the Spirit of God. Let's learn to activate our spiritual senses. We got it down. We got the natural stuff down. We got that down. We're good at that. Now we got to develop this. God, we're creating His image. We're creating His likeness, just like Him. That's what He said. For the purpose of intimacy, for the purpose of fellowship, for the purpose of relationship. And that relationship is spirit to spirit. Are you with me? All this stuff is available for every believer, every one of you. This is not something that's for some spiritual elite. This is not for the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That's not what this is about. It's for every born-again believer for the purpose of you being trained and equipped to do the work of the ministry for you to fulfill the call of God on your life, to find your place in the body of Christ and to function in that, not somebody else's place, your place. And do what God has called you to do. And when you do that, you're going to be successful. I don't care what it is, you're going to find success. You're going to know what it is to move in the Spirit. Listen, when you're in that Spirit realm, when you're in the presence of God like that, you can walk with Him, you can talk with Him, you can hear His voice, you can see what He's doing. That's when He gives downloads, revelation, insight, wisdom, in every decision, direction, everything, all of that stuff comes from the manifest presence of God in the spirit realm when you're connected spirit to spirit. Okay? Are you with me? Okay, so here's what I want to do quickly. Oh, my goodness. 
We got to be out of here quick. Let's do it anyway. Stand up. Let's stand up. Because <clears throat> I don't want to just talk about this again. I want to. I want to practice it. Okay. We want to do it. Okay. 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 Good. Now, what I want to do this a- this afternoon. <laughs> There wasn't a step there. <laughs> Look at that. You know, from here it looks like that's a step. It's not. <laughs> there's the step. <laughs> yeah, this is my imagination. Okay, I'm going to pray that your spiritual senses be activated. <clears throat> okay? Now, this afternoon, those of you that were here, uh, we, went through that, we went through that Romans 6.13 prayer of giving over the members of our body, our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, our hands, our senses, our five physical senses, giving them over to become active in the spirit realm, the counterpart, our spiritual counterpart of our five natural physical senses. Are you with me? So that's what we're going to do, but we're going to do it really quick, okay? Because God's speeding the program up, and you guys are, you guys are really on the cutting edge. I mean, it's just amazing what God's doing here. So this stuff is easy for you, most of you, okay? And those of you that's a little difficult, listen, I understand where you are. I struggled with this for years, okay? Listen, I, even, after I, even after I started speaking in tongues, I could take the Bible and I could prove to you that speaking in tongues wasn't for today. <laughs> so I know what you're going through. Just be patient and just, it's It's okay. It's okay. Just be patient with yourself and just be open. God will take you inch by inch, step by step, and, and, and you'll, you'll progress along the path. We just have to be open. Say, God, you know, just bring, I don't understand this, but just bring revelation to me. Lord, because I, I want whatever you want. I want to walk this stuff out in my life. That's what it's all about. Okay? So, well, I'm just going to pray again. I'm just going to pray that God would activate within you, your spiritual senses, that you begin to see, hear, smell, taste, feel, all of this stuff that would become activated. And what I want you to do when we do this, see, I put the, I put the thing in your head about uh, your kitchen and about the elephant, okay? So you saw whatever I said. Now, I want you to ask God to show you what he wants to show you to activate your sanctified imagination and let him take you where he wants to take you. So we did the natural. Now we're doing the spiritual. We're going to move into that spiritual realm and just see what happens because it's absolutely amazing how that you can hear from God and how you can see what God's doing in the heavens for the purpose of cooperating with what he's doing. That's what brings heaven to earth. Are you with me? Okay, so Father, we welcome you here. God, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you for the realm of the Spirit, the supernatural realm. And God, I pray for a release now of the heavens, Lord, that the heavens would open over this place. Lord, that there be no hindrance or obstacle to your manifest presence. God, we say, come, Spirit of God, release your angels in this place. Release your ministering spirits. Release your presence, O God. And in the name of Jesus, God, I ask for an activation now of our spiritual senses. Lord, that we begin to see with the eye of our spirit. 
Lord, that we can see into the heavens, that we can see what you're doing. Lord, that we can begin to hear your voice, that we can hear that quiet whisper, that spontaneous thought that goes through our mind, that we can grasp the truth of your word, that we can hear your voice clearly. And God, I ask for a release now of, 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 our, of our hands, Lord, that our hands begin to feel and our whole senses, not just our hands, but we're activating our spiritual things because our spiritual senses, you feel not just with your hands, but you can feel with, with your whole being, okay? You can hear with your whole being. You can see with your whole being, okay? So right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask for an activation of all of these things, spiritual ears to hear, spiritual eyes to see, spiritual nose to smell your presence, your fragrance, your perfume, Lord, that we can taste and see that you're good. Lord, that we can feel your presence. Lord, that we can feel what you're doing. God, release the discerning of spirits, I pray. We just, I just pray that it be activated now with every person in here. We just, we just call it forth now in the name of Jesus. Now just allow the Spirit of God to begin to bring visions to you. Begin to activate spiritual sight. Activate the supernatural realm of the spirit. And just go with the flow. Just go with whatever God's doing. You know, if, if we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone, is he? How much more is he going to give the spirit to those who ask? We're asking for the spirit. You say, well, yeah, but what if I get some devil or something? No, we're not asking for that. We're asking for the spirit of God. The devil is trying to tell you, don't do this because you're going to get the devil stuff. Well, that's from the devil himself. Tell him to take a hike. So, Father, we just open up ourselves and we yield ourselves to you now in the name of Jesus. God, oh, Lord, I pray, open their eyes that they might see. Lord, open their ears to hear your voice, to hear the sounds of heaven, the songs of heaven. God, activate our spiritual senses now to perceive the things of the Spirit and what's happening in the supernatural realm. And just go with it. Just yield. Just go with it. Keep looking. As God begins to bring an image to you, as you begin to see something, look around, just like Daniel, just like Nebuchadnezzar. Look around. Keep looking. And the more you look, the more you're going to see. Get connected in with the Spirit. Open your ears to hear as he may speak. Ask him questions. Dialogue with him as you get connected with him. Let's just see what happens.
Ask God to bring clarity. You know, just keep looking. Keep looking. Ask for clear clarity of focus. <clears throat> just let him show you what he wants to show you. Let him take you where he wants to take you. Keep looking around, keep looking. Okay, for sake of time, we want to, want to. Uh, I want. I want. Just want to get a couple of testimonies. How many of you? How many of you saw stuff? I mean, you know, God brought. Okay, that's just about everybody. Okay, now I, I want some of you maybe that this is totally new to to come up and tell us what happened. Uh, I know a lot of you are are familiar with this area. You know, you see a lot that sort of thing, and usually God will take you to a new level of seeing even more. 
But I want to get some testimonies maybe from some that, you know, this is kind of new to or, or maybe even the first time that you've really experienced anything like this. Uh, come on up and just quickly tell us, uh, tell us what happened, okay? <clears throat> is it... Uh... Okay. So uh, I've, I've, right off the bat, I saw that I was on a sailing vessel and I was heading towards the horizon and the sun was coming down and, and I kept looking. And because I, I liked what I saw, I figured that was enough. Well, the sailing vessel went over the sun. Then I realized I was in the heavens, and the blue of the sea was now the blue of the sky. And I noticed that the sailing vessel, because I was looking again, I wanted to be happy with that, because that was enough. It was, wow, I'm over the sun, I'm in the heavens. But I looked again, and um, the, 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 it, it was dark blue now, and it was like night, and you could see the stars. And I, I heard the Lord next to me said, why don't you put your fishing line out there? So I tossed it out there, and I got a hook. And I reeled it in, and it was a star. So I grabbed it. It was beautiful. It was like a jewel. And he said, well, why don't you hang it on, you know, some of the rigging? So I did. He says, well, go fishing for more. And we did this for a while. And... All the rigging now was full of these jeweled stars. And we were heading further out into an expanse. It was just quiet and beautiful. And you could, there was such peace there. And so now the vessel I'm on, it turns into a galleon with all the rigging. And all the rigging is full of these wonderful stars that I caught. And um, I get to a place that I knew right away was the glass sea in heaven. And now I'm on the glass sea, floating around the glass sea. And um, you talked about, I heard you say, while I was seeing this, you said, well, your senses, go with your senses. And I began to hear, hear the beautiful blue Danube. It's a waltz. And uh, we're moving along and the captain's quarters was behind me and I turned and there was a bright light in there and it came to the front and um, it was Allison and she was in a beautiful gown that looked like the stars they were all lit and we began to waltz on the deck while the ship was waltzing on the sea of glass Wow. Praise God. <clears throat> but wait a minute, that was just your imagination. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? That was a sanctified imagination. Right? How many of you how many of you let's vote. Was that God? Yes. Absolutely. Wow. What a message. 
I'll get the lady and then I'll get you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, mine was, it took me a while to get there, but I remember looking up at a sheer face cliff, like, uh, like rock climbing, you know, and you're looking up and it's so cold and it's, and it's rock. Um, I was looking up and it was rock, just a sheer f cliff face when you're looking up at the mountain and it's like, how, how do you get up there trying to climb it? And I remember I just started walking and the next thing I knew there was a cave and it was warm in there and there were people in there um, of sorts. <laughs> and um, there was a fire and it was very, very warm because rock face is, is so cold to the touch and everything. And all of a sudden I was in this cave and I was by the fire and then you kept leading. And, and then I started looking around and I noticed that there were people behind me of sorts, <laughs> angels, um, that were preparing meals and food. And then there were other rooms in this cave and there was music and dancing going on and, and I realized like this whole rock face was really, it was just a facade, that face. But I remember right when I first got up there, I looked out and I was so high up and it was so scary. And then I realized that I was in, I was encompassed in warmth and I was surrounded by this. And when I looked up in the sky, there wasn't a piece of sky that was not filled with activity of beings just flying everywhere. They were flying everywhere, up and down and sideways and every which way that you could imagine. There was so much activity that I was blown away and that's what caused me to turn around and then I realized, wow, they're back there too and there's other rooms and there's dancing and feasting and warmth and a resting place for those who are climbing up a very tall mountain. Now, do you think that spoke to her? <clears throat> You feel like you've been climbing a mountain? <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a, like there's a big barrier. There's a big opposite. <laughs> exactly. You see, do you realize what just happened? Hey, she's in good hands. God's going to take her to those warm. He's going to play those cozy places. She's going to see all this stuff, and she's going to overcome that big mountain. And the spirit changes everything. Awesome. But that was just her imagination. Yeah, I have a vivid imagination. You know what? That reminds me. You know, some of you have children that have very vivid imagination. Don't hinder them. You know, help direct it. Encourage it. Because it's God-given. It's a God-given thing. Okay? Yes. I just had a vision. I never seen nothing like this before. Um, I, I I was I don't even know how I got there. It was just a big old room, and his altar was huge. And there he was, Jesus, right there. What a bright light over him! But all I seen was behind Jesus was these big old giant wings. They were like these wings were like uh, like dove wings. I mean, these wings were this huge and beautiful white. They're a white with uh, uh, it was just it was just amazing with the bright light and everything behind him, and uh, he had a smile on his face, and that's it. 
Wow. You know, have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just touched by it. Yeah, that was the real deal. That's awesome. I don't know how I got there. Nobody was there. Nobody, nobody was else there, just me. I was just looking right there. Right there in his presence. Praise God. Wow. See, that's the real deal. There's no difference in him experiencing that or what Daniel experienced. No difference whatsoever. Yes, ma'am. Well, as I uh, was uh, with my eyes closed, um, I, the light suddenly became the presence of the Father. And he came to me, and he put his hand over my head as protecting me. And I, I think that I kneeled at his side, and I saw his finger with his ring, a ring in his hand. And I saw his, I looked down to the, to the ground, and I saw his feet. I didn't distinguish them right quite well, but he then we stood up together and and he then Jesus came to me, and the father handed me uh, um, guided me to Jesus, and then we start walking, and Jesus began to show me the ha big houses that he has made for us, and I began to see. Like, uh, mm, I, I, at first I didn't uh, distinguish that it was castles because I saw white houses with um, trees and uh, too much green stuff right there. And, uh, and then I distinguished there, there were castles, beautiful castles, and a lot of castles everywhere. And uh, I don't remember what else there because. Hey, that sounds like God. <coughs> Does that sound like something in the Bible? Yeah, I remind me John 14. Yeah, exactly. Where he says that he's going to prepare houses for us. Yes. Wow. This is the first time for me that I see this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it going to be glorious? But you know what? That's just a foretaste. That's just, you know, right here, you can experience all of that stuff before you get there so that you're not shocked when you get there. That's right. It's learning to live in his presence. It's learning to acknowledge when he is in your presence. Acts chapter 2, verse 25. I think it is. This is an amazing verse. Because we think of ourselves as being in God's presence... Yeah, Acts chapter 2, verse 25. Peter on the day of Pentecost, he was preaching, and he said, David says of him, of the Lord, he said, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so I will not be shaken. 
David saw the Lord always in his presence at his right hand. Now that's cool. Isn't that cool? You can do exactly the same thing. God is opening the eyes of your spirit. You're, being, you're tapping in to that spirit realm to learn to walk in the spirit. And everything's going to change. You see how simple it was? Didn't take long, did it? What would happen if you did this every day? If you just took time and you just engaged the supernatural, you yielded your physical senses, your five physical senses, and activated your spiritual senses to perceive, to, to understand the things of the Spirit, to activate the discerning of spirits. Whoa, look out, devil. Right? Praise God. Okay. Um, well, there's not enough time. I was going to say about the ministry team or if they wanted to defend by you. Probably not, yeah, because of the time constraint. Okay, good. Okay, super. All right. Thank you, Jesus.